Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter, news, and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. Now, this week, Jordan is on a trip and thus did not have an opportunity to read the rather chonky 15 chapters we were planning to <laughs> reread this week to finish out Alabasta. Um, we didn't want to rush through it, so we will be skipping the reread segment this week. We'll be finishing Alabasta next week instead. Um, but for now, we are eager to jump into the rather juicy chapter 1015. So let's get started. <laughs> With pleasure. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've got Senior Pink being treated like the baby he is. What a good boy. I mean, I have to imagine he was like kidnapped basically by this stork, but he's got a bottle of alcohol, so he's just chilling. Dude. The stork is happy, so I really can't complain. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be some very surprised, like, new parents <laughs> when uh, <laughs> they arrive at their destination, but, uh, there's probably also a confused baby out there in the world, but let's not think about that. Very lost, very sad, very replaced by this man-child. But uh, moving on. <laughs> Chapter 1015, Chains. Here we have Luffy, uh, recently drowned, sucks for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man Queen chomping on your man Chopper. I'm sure he deserved it for saying something unkind about this uh, poor, sweet dinosaur man's weird robot neck. Yeah, yeah, we can at least see this time that Chopper's head is not being eaten, which is good. That's definitely the picture that I got last time. But uh, Chopper will fight to live on and fight, or live on to fight another day. I suppose so. For the moment, he seems to have kind of lost the will to fight, as he seems to be buying into this Luffy is dead propaganda. But we'll see soon that a a good boy sets him on the right path sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later. Yes. Uh, but Chopper's not the only one. Uh, the minks and the samurai are also concerned about this terrible news. And I don't remember this man's name, but I remember seeing him previously. The, the smile user here with the gorilla punch. <laughs> um, he's back on his feet after having eaten a one of the millet dumplings from uh, Otama. He's talking some trash. And uh, pleased to see him again. He's one of the less terrible-looking <laughs> smile guys, I suppose. Less abrasive, yeah. I'll give you that. One of the more useful ones, too. I imagine probably have to have two beds if your entire fist is a almost whole gorilla. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. But he's, he's probably been living with it for a little bit now. you got to get used to that uh, pretty quickly. I hope so. It's a... Going to be a new reality TV show, Living with Gorilla Hands. <laughs> Me and my monkey paw. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fund that myself. I want oh, his people yeah. to reach out to me. Um, <laughs> Izo and Kappa Man, Kawamatsu, a little bit concerned, not specifically about Luffy being dead, but how this news is going to impact uh, troop morale, which, you know, fair enough. Yeah, I like to see them be able to take a step back and see through it to look at the army overall because that's that is exactly where their heads should be agreed uh then we have sanji over here 
not so concerned. Um, and also using Zoro's body as a bat to <laughs> smack people away. Yeah, the poor toad guy that he hit. I don't know. That dude looks pretty frail already. And then to just be bonked by Zoro can't be good. Indeed. Meaty Swain from Our Man Snaj. Uh, R.I.P. to that guy. But, you know, we make do. He's a foe. Can't spend too much time pitying our enemies. None at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, on the following page here, uh, Queen has very kindly released Chopper from the Jaws of Death. Uh, we get confirmation here that, indeed, he's just been kind of playing around with Chopper for the last 30 minutes or however long they've been fighting, give or take. Um, but he wants more out of this guy. He's disappointed that he's crapping out already. Poor Chopper. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he really has much of a right to be able to be saying that right now. Um, he does claim to be just playing with Chopper, but, like, Chopper did counter his Oni disease perfectly, so they're a match in at least one way. Uh, that's true, but at the moment they're in a physical fight, which Queen seems to have the advantage in. Well, for sure, but I'm just saying. Like, in the grand scheme of things, Queen is... He's acting better than Chopper, and it almost feels like he thinks because he's stronger, he can act like he's better in every way, and he's just not. I agree with that sentiment, but I'm not sure it'll matter much if Queen murders <laughs> Chopper. Well, yes, of course, but we already know that he doesn't, both because we read fiction and because we've read this chapter. <laughs> like, I, I never once feared for Chopper's life, you know? Uh, True don't think it's very likely that any of our straw hat boys are going to die now right. maybe someday in the future sure. i don't think so sure but uh not in wano for sure right. uh also i know that it's just like a shadow on his arms but it looks like how oda usually draws uh, armament hockey the black hardening um mm. so i was confused for about one second looking at this panel i'm like hold on a second <laughs> Just kind of throwing that in there. Indeed. Uh, it would be awfully funny if he was just casually sliding in armament hockey onto Chopper here, but don't think that's the case. Uh, then we get your boy, uh, Pero Sparrow. He actually kind of looks like you too. Oh. Um, shooting more candy arrows into the sky, trying to murder pretty much everyone else in the room that isn't, you know, like a notable beefer. Like Chopper, Marco, the main guys. Um, at the same time, not super sure what's going on with Queen's mouth here. His like teeth are they like, shooting out needles? Yeah, it 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 seems like he has teeth coming out of his teeth, and it's yeah, just like disturbing. Double teeth. I, I I guess it's good for his biting capabilities. It's the Brachiosaur is a herbivore. I'm pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> I would assume this is just another alteration. Well, yes, but I'm saying he would have had to do this because his natural dinosaur teeth not designed for chomping through giant deer. That kind of makes me question Queen a little bit. Like, I, I, again, it's devil fruits, so like it probably doesn't mean anything. But I'm guessing a Brachiosaurus's jaw muscles are like not the strongest of its muscles. So putting a weapon in its mouth does not seem like you're uh, 
doesn't seem like he's utilizing the strengths that he already has. And that seems a little wasteful to me. Especially since they just get knocked right out of his fucking mouth. <laughs> they sure do. I'm sure he's trying to overcome that weakness of having not particularly strong jaw muscles by lugging around that giant cigar, <laughs> even in dinosaur form. Yeah, finding a lighter that big has to be a pain. That's right. Especially when he doesn't have like real man hands right now. Right? It must take three people to get that cigar going. Three people and a really tall ladder. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, he's got weird needle teeth now going after Choppy. Fortunately for him, a brave lad bursts out of the wall, lights his foot ablaze, still carrying Zorro, wrapped up your mummy man, kits him right in the side of his fucking head. Rotisserie strike sends him spinning around real fast, real hardcore, uh, blocking all of the candy arrows like a big, weird, merry-go-round umbrella. So are we to assume that this was one hit from Sanji? That's the way I took it, yeah. Beefy. Pretty incredible. Uh, I don't, I don't know how that really adds up for me. Uh, one of the main things that I don't understand is Queen flying away after the rotisserie strike. If I were to accept that this strike put all of the energy into this centrifugal force, right, and is making the head spin round, why eventually would Queen fly off in that direction? Um, maybe it's not his whole body spinning, but his neck just kind of spinning around, and then he eventually loses his balance, and uh, that is what makes him fly into Perospero at the end. Okay. I guess, I guess so. I was taking it more as, I, I think, more of a multi-hit combo. Does that make sense for me for like the whole direction change? and for why Queen's head spins around for as long as it does. But we never see Sanji really connect for another hit, so I guess it has to just be one really efficient kick. He picked just the right spot on the side of Queen's big dumb face to make this happen. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you, it is a little unclear. This is one of those things that uh, I'll be interested to revisit when the anime gets to this part to clear up the details of how this is going down um but for the moment queen has been not in the parasparrow good for sanji good for everyone who did not die from candy arrows as a result of this not good for queen or parasparrow themselves yeah uh queen did not seem like he was taking much damage from parasparrow's arrows just wanted to throw that out there they seem to be tinking off in the in the panels dark souls style tink yeah uh, <laughs> bouncing right on off his head. So we'll see what, what shape Queen is actually in. Uh, then we get Sanji doing a cool guy lighting the cigarette while delivering a fun one-liner. You held out strong. Well done, Chopper. Uh, but then he also immediately after that calls Chopper an idiot. <laughs> he sure does. But can you really blame him? He's right. This is like the eighth time that Luffy has been through this exact situation where he's lost round one or round two, and then has to return for a second or third round in which he wins. Chopper just isn't very good at picking up on the patterns of these things. <laughs> Sanji just felt a little bit more, um, I don't know, aggressive, almost like on the, the edge of being mean. 
but I think he's kind of in a mood right now, so I'm going to let it slide. Indeed. It's been a bit of a day for Sanji. He just got beaten up by a big, weird spider mm-hmm. lady. Uh, I'm sure there were mixed emotions <laughs> going on there. Um, he had to deal with, like, carrying Law, like a cool guy, just recently. Wrapped up Zoro like a mummy man. That's true. Yeah, he's been working really hard in the background pretty much for the past, like, 10 to 12 chapters. That's right. They've really been toying with his emotions real hardcore <laughs> the last mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, I was going to say, I, I really do appreciate that Chopper doesn't even recognize that Zoro is in there at first. Um, it's, he's just like, what? It, why, why are you doing this, Sanji? Uh, but then he very quickly realizes, oh, that's my crewmate. <laughs> Indeed. What is this big, weird like cross you are kicking at me? And then it <laughs> yeah. turns out uh, there's a Zoro buried somewhere deep in th- within. Uh, I do like the callback here where uh, Sanji says he's got the strength of 10 when he's healthy to Azora waits up for a second to respond 2,000 just like when uh, they were talking about how it's a big loss to have lost Sanji back on Zo Uh, I think Luffy says he's worth 1,000 strong men and Zoro responds well then I'm worth 2,000 then (laughs) all petty (laughs) always that rivalry going indeed couple of good boys but at least sanji feels good enough about him to say that he's worth 10 men so a little bit of respect there yeah even while he was using his body as a baseball bat like three pages prior <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good so here we have the big matchup uh the matchup of the hour seems like we're f- actually getting sanji versus queen I and everyone else pretty much predicted this matchup long ago, but I'm very pleased that it uh, appears to be actually for real happening. Yeah. So where do you think this leaves King? Is it going to just be King versus Marco? Because I don't really see Zoro taking him on. Um, You mean in his current condition? Being all injured and such? Well, current condition and also just... The matchup seems pretty poor to me. I think... I think the following situation is pretty likely to happen. I don't think Chopper's doctoring skills, bandages, stints, you know, the usual doctor stuff, is going to be enough to put Zoro back in action as immediately as we need him to be, right? So Mm -hmm. I think that He's going to need to get help from Marco, who is basically instant regeneration powers to a certain extent. Um, And perhaps the two of them together can put Zoro in a reasonable fighting shape to maybe be able to take on someone as strong as King. But that kind of begs the question, all right, Marco is currently fighting King, we assume. So what is Marco going to do? And perhaps he is going to team up with Zoro to give him the the aerial lift perhaps required to land hits on this man that's my current best guess yeah yeah or maybe he needs to keep the flames on zoro in order to even get him up and standing so he needs to like be nearby to keep him stronger or something i could see that yeah yeah kind of have like the flames like having a certain constant output to mitigate the pretty bad damage he took from kaido not that long ago i could see that have to focus yeah. on that for a little yeah. while. But to touch on this Sanji thing one more time, this does give me hope about that uh, 
uh, rant I had a few chapters prior, how it seemed like Oda might not be giving the Straw Hats uh, full-fledged fights like I would like him to. It kind of seems like for Sanji, and presumably Zoro at the very least, uh, we're going to get that full cool guy battle we've been hoping for uh, at the very least because Luffy only just last arc beat a Yandro commander, Mm -hmm. and it took him like 12 hours, and he almost died like 80 times. (laughs) So... I think that if if we are to assume that Queen is roughly on par with Katakuri, which I know bounties aren't, you know, directly power level equivalents, but we can assume that Queen is probably about as powerful as Katakuri. So in order for this fight to be believable, right, as Sanji being able to beat this guy when Luffy just barely beat someone roughly equivalent to him like two weeks ago, gonna have to get some details about this one. And also, because Queen and Judge appear to have history, that's likely to be fleshed out during the fight as well. So, I think that Sanji's fight will be, you know, a few chapters long. I hope. Yeah, that would be pretty great to see. Uh, I'm not sold on us getting the same treatment for all of the Straw Hats. I think it would be wonderful, but... I. I don't know. This chapter makes me wonder about Nami specifically, um, but like Usopp, I don't know about that. Still haven't seen page one get up, or ulti. Right. Frankie, we see him for like a second, but like, is he going to get more than half of a chapter to a chapter? Uh, It's too early to say, but I'm not holding my breath. (laughs) Agreed. For Sanji, at least, his matchup with Queen appears to have some sort of narrative weight with like his connection mm-hmm. to the Vin Smokes. But that's not the case so far with any of the other matchups we've seen so far, save perhaps Jimbei, since uh, who's who. He knew said. his name or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Um, but like I said, that's not the case for everybody else. So Yeah, Nami now has beef, but that beef all came up in this arc like it's the same as as well no she has more than again say frankie frankie just kind of showed up and is doing his job nami has been thrown around and antagonized and chased like it is different to a degree uh but i just don't i don't see the time being dedicated to that I think the Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, Robin fights, and probably Jinbei as well, just because Jinbei needs to do something because he thinks he still needs to get into the water. Um, so I could see those, what, what did I just say, five? Like those five fights being more of the main focus, at least. Like Chopper's not going to get his own fight after what has just happened, right? Right. Since he's already used up his full 30 minutes with the rumble ball, pretty much, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't see him taking on like a flying sits member, which is his default transformations. So we'll see. We also, well, we also haven't seen what the drawbacks are to his power yet. So maybe he'll get a small tussle with somebody else. I don't know. Could happen. But uh, just to get back to the point on hand, like, there isn't enough time in the day 
for Oda to cover everything. I, I think we will get some really good stuff and a few cuts here and there to other fights, but certainly not multiple chapters per Straw Hat. Agreed. I hope for it. Don't see it happening. Um, before we move on from Sanji and Queen, though, uh, do you have any guesses about what a Queen's relationship to Judge and therefore the Vince Motes might be? I wish that I knew like their ages a little bit more, um, but I think it's safe enough to say that like maybe Judge and Queen both apprenticed under Vegapunk. Or, or something along those lines. Like, I could totally see them being not exactly interns, you know, that idea for some greater scientists that set them on their paths. Because they both ended up being, uh, having some of the same values, you know, where they're willing to throw away their crew for advancement and just being downright nasty dudes. I could definitely see them having a common tie and a mentor. Part of what you just said has actually already been confirmed, uh, not as like an apprentice role, but as Judge <laughs> describes it at least, so take it with a grain of salt, I suppose. Maybe he's not telling the full truth. But uh, according to Judge, before Vegapunk was like recruited by the world government, he and he, Vegapunk and Judge, were kind of a science team researching the lineage factor before the world government decided, you know, that's pretty weird and dangerous stuff you're going on there. Uh, arrest everybody involved. Uh, Vegapunk got out of the situation by agreeing to work for the world government. Judge dipped, kind of founded his own country, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, using that technology. And that's why the Vinsmokes and the Kingdom of Germa are kind of a thing. So maybe Queen was, like, also on that team, and they left on bad terms or something maybe queen is mad is like oh vegapunk is like a cool rich scientist guy working for the government and judge mm -hmm. is like a king now and what am i doing in my life i'm a dinosaur and i work for kaito yeah but he gets to dance and eat uh red bean soup so everything's kind of looking up for queen plenty of uh people to experiment on um as long as he stays beefy and does what kaito says it's pretty good life i suppose who knows? Hopefully we get more of that when the fight actually begins. Time to move on from Sanji. I would love yeah, to talk about him all day, but uh, <laughs> can't, can't do it. Uh, we're back on the first floor crawl space. Sure does look like Kanjiro and Kiku are dead from where I am sitting. Maybe they'll get up, but uh, they sure do look dead to me. Uh, you know who's not dead yet, though? Kinemon. He took a Big ol' hit, and you see on the following page that he's pretty roughed up, but uh, not dead yet. So, with the bottom three panels, where it's showing Momo and Kaido with the sword in between them, is this showing that, like, after Kinemon's swords were broken, he then, like, forced them into the club to slow it down, and that's why he survived? Is that what we're being shown? I think what has happened here is he took the full brunt of the hit from the club, smashed through his swords and all that, and then what we're seeing in that sword panel between Kaido and Momonosuke is him using the broken sword that you see in the panel above to kind of like stab into Kaido's pants to kind of pull himself up and try and buy some extra seconds. Because you see on the following page with the 
panel of roughed up Keenamon wheezing and coughing. His arm is raised. And you'd also kind of see in the panel on the bottom of that same page. He's Yeah, it actually it does look like that. It's I guess I I, I was a little tripped up there because they showed Momo. I see now that Shinobu is like in the background with Kaido there. I thought that they would have already been pretty far gone, so I thought this was more of a flashback thing. But I see what you mean. I think you are correct. I think uh, Shinobu was just way slower than we thought she would be, despite being a ninja. She was carrying a child, so, you know, can't run too fast. But then we get a little mini flashback of sorts to uh, shortly after they time-jumped, it seems, when they're setting up their kind of like alibi of sorts. They're going to claim that Momonosuke is Kinemon's son to uh, hide his Kozuki heritage. And the implication I got from these panels is that uh, over time, uh, Kinemon just kind of actually started feeling that father-son surrogate relationship. So he feels like a personal connection to Momonosuke as opposed to just trying to protect the son of his lord. And I thought that was sweet and makes uh, what happens almost immediately after much sadder. Yeah, this is this is very tragic for Kinemon, especially since we see that like as a youth he was he was a punk, and then when we first meet him, like he's a giant goofball and he doesn't seem to take much seriously, but he's had this entire weight on him for however long they've been in the future, and he's changed himself drastically in order to push this agenda of of his old best friend, really. And, like, it just, yeah, it shows Kinemon's growth. And it hurts, man. It hurts to see him go. Indeed. Especially since Kinemon is a character that's been with us for almost the entirety of the post-time skip stuff. He's, I'm sure Kinemon's been in the story for well over ten years now. And sure does seem like he's actually dead this time. So that <laughs> that hurts. Feels bad. He gets stabbed through the torso area with a sword that I don't I don't know where Kaido got that from, but <laughs> he's got it. Yeah. Yeah. The whole sword thing confused me too, but I decided there are plenty lying around. So Probably. Then you even see in the background as Kaido's walking away, sword still in his body and through the floor, I assume. Mm-hmm. It's looking awfully corpsey back there, Kinamon, but maybe Oda will still try to pull something. I'd be okay with that not happening. Uh, agreed. I don't. I don't want Kinemon to be dead, but it sure does seem like this is finalized now. So, I think I understand what you mean. I hate to see him go, but I am fine with him being dead. <laughs> then we get a fun, sizable panel of a frog. Uh, that's pretty silly. Uh, seems. Momonosuke scooped that up from somewhere while they were running, and he's got an announcement to make. Uh, Apparently, the voice that Momonosuke was hearing in his brain last chapter was indeed Luffy. Luffy was calling out to him using the voice of all things, I assume. We haven't seen, well, I was about to say we haven't seen it really utilized in this way, but we basically have. That's how Zunisha called out to them. Yeah. On on Zoe, so I guess it just feels strange to me that like a person is basically doing telepathy in One Piece, but that's where we're at. Yeah, thankfully it's it's a very specific form of telepathy, which makes it a little easier for me to accept. 
Um, but it, it is so weird. It's telepathy that only some people can hear. Exactly. Very specific. Makes you wonder what it is about Luffy and Momonosuke that makes them so special that they can hear it. If it's also specific to people that can hear the voice of all things, uh, if they're also the only ones able to call out using it in this way. It'll be interesting to see how Oda develops this power later. Mm-hmm. Is this like a weird application of hockey that we don't understand yet? Is it fully distinct from it? I don't know, but I am dying to know more about it. I would it. guess, just off the top of my head, that it has more to do with bloodline as opposed to hockey, just because that seems like the natural progression of things. I think Oda would find it more interesting to throw in something new as to as opposed to developing something that's already gotten a development in its arc, you know? That's true. That's a good point. It's not like him to really double down on this hockey operation in more than one application per arc. So, yeah, I think I agree with you. But what Luffy is telling him, since I don't think we've gone into that yet, uh, is that Luffy's alive. Don't worry, guys. I will make my way back up there. I'm still going to beat Kaido. Luffy's going to win. And that gives everyone's uh, morale back up to maximum. You can see in the background of that panel back there that uh, Sanji is kicking Queen right in his big, dumb dinosaur mustache nose. That feels good. While everyone around him is cheering. Uh, yeah, the, they thought they could deal a blow to morale, but instead it, it backfired on, on the Beast Pirates pretty drastically. Indeed. I don't remember the name of the lady who appears to control these Marys, but uh, if I were her, I would make it a little less easy for her uh, loudspeaker system to be hijacked by children. Yeah. Just, just, throwing, just throwing that thought out yeah, there. I was wondering about that, too. I was like, is this, are they just walkie-talkies now? How are they terribly different from the Ben Ben motions, you know? Sure does seem like they're not all that different. Yeah, if they're controlled by her power alone, that does change some things, but it's still so close to the same that it may as well just be the same. Pretty much. Maybe they have some sort of hidden, more useful function that we don't know about yet, but we'll have to wait and see if uh, that gets expanded upon anymore. Unfortunately for Momonosuke, he appears to have been cornered by Kaido, but fortunately for Momonosuke, Shinobu is there, uses her ripe, ripe fruit powers to like dissolve the edge of the island that they're standing on, uh, and they fall to either their deaths or to safety. Yeah, they are officially over mainland now, so in theory, Momo could at least transform and slow them down. Uh, I don't know how far they would be falling or anything like that, but I'm sure they'll be just fine. And uh, Shinobu also has like that uh, kite thing she was flying on way back in early Wano with Nami. That's true. In theory, she does still have that. I'm not super worried about them, but Kaido appears to think that they are, at least for the moment, gone. Even though he could just like turn into a dragon and grab them Shoot, right now. one laser and they're done. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No need to play this game of cat and mouse when you can become as big as like this island, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, but for the moment, they are safe. Then we find out how Luffy is going to be saved, it seems. Um, 
Law's submarine and a fair chunk of his crew, including John Bart, who continues to be shafted from the story. He has the weight on the ship, even though he appears to be like the third strongest guy on the crew of Law. So that's weird. But you know what's weirder, Jordan? Uh, I, no. How is it that Law's crew can hear him speaking? They say, how could he be speaking in the water? So at least one of them, seemingly, can hear his voice like how Momonosuke could. Yeah, that's not something that I picked up on. I'll admit to that. Uh, Yeah, I wish I could see who was saying that. Agreed. Now, I suppose, I can't think of any reason why this would be the case, but... I guess maybe there's a Mary on the submarine somehow, and what they're referring to is how they heard that Momonosuke could hear the voice. Um, I don't know sure. how. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but that is that that's a little silly, even for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping through some uh, pretty serious mental hoops to make that line up. Yeah, that's usually my job. Right. Uh, just kind of throwing out alternate explanations here yeah um it's also possible that oda just kind of made an oopsie yeah or or maybe there's just more to this power than we assume yeah maybe maybe that's why john bart has been like kind of had a spotlight on him for as far as law's crew members go since he was introduced maybe he for some reason has the ability to hear the voice of all things yeah, those sideburns really give him the extra ink he needs. Really help him here real good. Um, but uh, looking forward to see if that does mean anything. For the moment, he appears to be getting rescued by them. Then we check in with Nami and Usopp for about three seconds. Uh, they're pretty hyped up about Luffy still being alive, and they plan to join everybody else in the, uh, the main stage room. When uh, Nami hears a, a little voice coming out of uh, the baton in her hand, pleased to hear about Straw Hat, it says. Surprise, it's uh, it's Zeus. He appears to have merged with the climate act. Yeah, this doesn't make much sense to me. The only way I can maybe explain it away is we already know that Zeus could like live inside the climate act previously when he was in cloud form. Yeah. And right before Zeus appeared to have been consumed by Hera, Hera, like, put the end of the climate act into her mouth while she was munching down on Zeus's soul. So maybe in that instant, Zeus, like, zooped into the climate act, or perhaps whatever was left of Zeus, maybe Hera still managed to eat some of him, but that's my uh, best and only guess. I don't remember Zeus's face appearing on the climate act, but... For all I know, that did happen. It feels weird. It it feels almost as if the climate attack has now eaten the devil fruit, and that's just not true. Uh, but it feels extremely similar to that. And I just, I don't know, until he further explains, it's going to just sit oddly with me. Maybe. You mentioned in the climate attack looking like it, it, it ate a devil fruit. Maybe it is not that Zeus is inside the climatat but instead maybe when Hera was munching on his soul energy 
instead of it just him just growing inside the climatat in full cloud form, like I just suggested, maybe he did. Maybe he and like as a soul entered the climatat in that way, and now the climatat itself is a homie that is Zeus. Yeah. Maybe he's not a thundercloud anymore at all. He's just in his soul, just inside the climatat now. I guess with the help of Hera, that could happen. I was considering this as just Zeus's power alone, and I couldn't think of a way for that to make sense. But with Hera devouring what was left of him, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that a bit more, at least. I have no doubt that this will be expanded upon the next time we see Nami, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for now, that's, that's my current headcanon, option number two. Then we pop in with uh, Big Mom, Kid, and Law for a couple panels as well. Uh, Mama thinks that uh, they're just bluffing. If he fell into the sea, he's dead for sure. Even though this yeah, Big Mom fell into the sea not all that long ago, and she sure doesn't look like she's dead. If she says it, it must be so, right? Of course. Law has Luffy's back, like usual, uh, assuring everyone that, uh, shut up, Luffy's going to do it. This panel where he tells Kid to grow up and form an alliance with him. I don't know why it like really got me. I know Law's always been a cool guy, but this is like an especially cool thing. I think he very quickly and easily knows how to handle Kid. Kid has been kind of a problem this entire time, right? He keeps charging ahead and being of no use and running off on his own. But now Law shows up and is just like, hey, Let's get down to brass tacks. No no funny business. And it seems like Kid's probably just going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. He's being very assertive here. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we've got Yamato, for some reason, choosing to appear on the very top of Omegashima. <laughs> um, yeah. Really going for the drama. <laughs> But there he is, standing on the tippy top, barely visible in that first panel that we see him in, yelling down to Kaido. Yo, Kaido. You punk. Kaido, being a big burly man and wants to be treated with a little bit more respect from his son. Uh, I think you meant father, huh, Yamato? But uh, that's not what Yamato meant. He's come here to cut those chains. We get the title drop in the very last word of the chapter, and it feels good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot to learn in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I agree. I don't know. We don't really have a gauge yet for how strong Yamato is, especially considering he hasn't yet shown off his devil fruit power that he appears to have. Right. But I'm sure that he's certainly strong enough to carry this fight, at least until Luffy can get back. Especially since... I'm reasonably convinced we're going to get some sort of Kaido flashback during their uh, conflict, so. Yeah. Kaido flashback to a Kaiju battle at the end of that. Right. Um, That's pretty much all I had to say about the chapter. Did you have anything else to add on here? Nope, nope. Did a good job uh, covering everything in thorough. Very good. Next chapter hits on June 13th. Thank God, no break next week. Uh, Third chapter in a row without any breaks. Feels really good. And that takes us into the news.
The only thing that we're going to talk about this week is uh, the SBS. Uh, just a couple days ago, Volume 99 was released in Japan, and with it, a new batch of SBS questions came out for us to discuss. As usual, we won't be going through every single thing, but a link to the full translation on Arthur's website will be available in the description down below. Uh, first up, the name and the basic ability of Kid's Devil Fruit has been revealed. Finally, this guy's been on the story for a long time, and we're only now learning his Devil Fruit. It's called the Jiki Jiki no Mi, or the Magnet Magnet Fruit. It provides the user with the ability to manipulate metal with magnetism, thus confirming what we've pretty much been suspecting from the beginning. Yeah, that one has been suspected for so long that I didn't know that it was only suspicion. <laughs> right. It's been in the story for like 20 years now, so it sure does feel like it should have been confirmed, but here we are. Mm -hmm. uh, Oda does mention that he is surprised that he hadn't brought it up previously, and he, then he says that he plans to draw something about it. So maybe that means that Kid will do something cool with it in the near future, instead of just building stuff that um, slam in the kaido could be i i took that as more of a uh maybe we will get some background info on kid in the near future uh that's true too we really don't know anything about that guy even though oda's been putting him up on a pedestal alongside luffy and law yeah i'd like to see an origin though like see him actually find the devil fruit yeah that'd be cool true i would love that Yamato is revealed to be 28 years old, born the same year as Momonosuke, interestingly. His height is 2.63 meters, stated to be roughly two Luffy heights. Um, that's a fun way to describe it. <laughs> that's a very me thing to say, Oda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's about a little over eight and a half feet tall for you uh, American listeners out there. Very tall. I think that might be taller than Brooke, as a matter of fact. Sure. Brooke is roughly eight feet. That sounds about right. His favorite food is, of course, Odin, but he also likes biting into raw salmon. Uh, perhaps that's a hint towards some sort of tiger ability, maybe? Maybe a mythical tiger, perhaps? Mm, maybe. maybe. Uh, that's a weird thing if it's not, like, devil fruit related. Uh, Yamato, don't <laughs> eat raw fish. That's weird. Yeah. And then finally, I saved what I think is the juiciest one for last. Here's a, a fun thing that you may or may not remember, uh, Jordan. In the Odin flashback, when Momo is born on Roger's ship, Roger makes a comment that it's been a long time since they held a baby, and that it reminds them of the old days. And then when he's asked about it in the SBS here, he dodges the question in the most suspicious way possible with all the innocent whistling and such. Yeah. Seemed to imply to me and everybody else from the looks of things that uh, something sketchy was going on with Roger's crew and a baby at some point. Got any uh, thoughts or predictions about? I don't know who they would have had on their ship because this would have been... Uh... Yeah, a whole 20, I guess 27-ish years ago. Uh, so it would be someone around, well, yeah, around the same age as Yamato. And I I don't know ages well enough to... Well, well actually, no, you're right. 
uh, to say uh, because they said it had been ages since. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I did think this was a nice, well, not nice. It was a little tidbit in the style of Oda, as he always does. But I, I got nothing. <laughs> I did some digging into this, Jordan. Started thinking about who the youngest members of Roger's crew were, right, that we know of. And uh, that appears to be Shanks and Buddy being yeah. kids still at the time of Roger's death, right? So I went on the wiki, and I looked up how old uh, those two kids are. Both Roger and Buddy are 39 years old currently in the story. Okay. And uh, then I looked up, because like, hmm... 39 years sounds kind of familiar, so let me look up another event that I know took place a fairly long time ago. Uh, apparently, the God Valley incident, in which uh, Garp and Roger went to uh, God Valley, beat up the entire Rots pirate crew, including Zebek himself, that took place 38 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, could it be, perhaps, that... Shanks or Buggy or maybe both were like kids of Roth's pirate members and maybe even Zebek himself and were picked up by Roger after he and Garp smashed the place. I could see that for sure. Uh, and I could also see how Garp seeing Roger do that could push him on to to what? On the team, Roger, kind of. Well, yes. A fan of sorts. Yes, but I was going to say to sort of do the same thing with Ace and Luffy, where he ends up taking them under his wing. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe Garp's all this happened was inspired. And that's kind of why, like you said, he took Ace specifically. Ooh. So what if, what if, that, what if that is true, right? And like we know that luffy and ace become pirates but they were raised under a marine what if the two people that uh roger raised actually became marines uh maybe right like that would be something i could see oda doing that's true yeah hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh certainly something to think about i'll be i mean no doubt this is going to be addressed again considering how sketchy oda was being about it yeah but uh, we don't really know anything about Shanks' origin or Buggy's. I'm inclined to think that Buggy's is going to be less vital to the story than Shanks's. <laughs> we'll um, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, like I said, those were the only like big important things that we really wanted to cover in the SBS. There was more stuff about like Caesar and uh, the Smile Fruits and a couple other things. Sure. Um, but if you want to read the full details about that check out the link in the description down below. Uh, I was just going to say, if people decide that they would like to hear us talk about other things that were in the SBS, leave a comment or something, you know, talk to us on Twitter, who knows. Uh, But let us know if you'd like to hear us specifically discuss anything, really. Uh, Yeah, agreed. No manga reread this week. Uh, Just a few closing remarks before we go ahead and wrap this up. I want to give a quick thanks to those who have been listening these past few months. Uh, We just over the weekend hit 500 total downloads of the podcast. And while Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, right. I don't really have a frame of reference if that's impressive for a podcast. That's been a thing for as long as we have, but it sounds impressive to me. So thank you to the people who have been supporting the show. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) If you like what we do, uh, 
We'd appreciate it if you gave us a like on whatever podcast site you're using. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're listening there. Um, like Jordan said, leave a comment on something if you want us to talk about something specific. Uh, we'd love to keep this going for as long as people listen. And there might even be some uh, extra stuff coming down the pipeline fairly soon. So keep an eye out for that. But Jordan, unless you had anything else to remark, uh, guess we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Yeah, no, I, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, okay, have a good one, and we'll be back next week with chapter 1016. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.